All right, Nate, let's get started. All right, good. There you go. So, first, introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are and what you do. Hey, everybody. My name is Ines J. Morris. I am the owner of Go Get LLC. And it's the vision of Go Get LLC. They help women to identify their God-given gifts and convert their gift into an income-generating business. So, I've been a business certified life coach for 10, almost 11 years, but a therapist for almost 20 years. But I'd rather harp on mental wellness than mental illness. So, that's why I transitioned out of therapy. But it's still my background. So I can't escape <laughs> it. Can't, can't dodge it, huh? Can't dodge it at all. Wait, say that again. You'll say it in and out. I say you can't dodge it, huh? Can't dodge it at all. <laughs> That's when you know it's, your, it's really your purpose. It's really your purpose. That's your thing. It really is. Because, you know, I still talk about it. Even like with my entrepreneurs, we always got to talk about self-care. All these other things, making sure you're mentally, you know, ready to for this particular venture. You know, if you're going into entrepreneurship, this shit is hard. This ain't easy. You know it's what I mean? Not so you easy. gotta talk them through those mental breakdowns and all of that. So it's always gonna be in me. <laughs> all the all the discouragement, all the second guessing. Yes. Uh, all of that. Whew. All of that. Yes. People <laughs> be like, we make it look word. easy. I every time we talk, you know, I tell somebody or whoever I'm talking to, I'm like, we make it look easy, y'all. People think that this life is easy because most people it's selling not. a lifestyle, right? That they're not living. Mm-hmm. They selling a lifestyle. They come in on Instagram. Oh, let me introduce myself. First of all, I'm Drika Carter. I'm the owner of Carter Capital. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm also an owner of Carter & Associates, which is a 24-hour tax brokerage. Carter Capital is the only 24-hour wealth development Period. institute and firm. So we offer tax preparation, credit repair, as well as we build credit. <laughs> we build credit for entrepreneurs, business credit, and personal credit. I have a few books, so I'm an author. Um, we also, I retired from my bakery, no longer bake. And also my um, daughter has a hair care line, so I'm part owner in that, as well as my husband is a fitness trainer, and we have a, a couple of investments as well that we don't um, promote on social media. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. That's me. Okay. That's me. That's okay. I'm, oh, oh, wait. Before we even much get into it, get into it. I'm the curator of Texas Interloom. So if you're a business owner, male or female, struggling in business, don't know which way to go, don't know how to scale your business up, even if you've made it to the six-figure mark and now you're stagnant and you don't know how to go forward to the next level, you need to be at Texas Interloom. You need to come see myself, Annette, Carita, Goldie, Nia, Bree, Tempest, Jason, Justin, Bruce, you need to come see us because we're going to show you and help you with the actionable steps to get you to that next level. Even if you're not getting six figures in a business that you're already in, we can help you get six figures in another industry and you don't have to work. Right. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> get, the, get the six figures by any means necessary, okay? It is July 29th <laughs> through August 2nd. And if you're in business with Chabe, if you're in business, you have a business but um bestie, y'all can click up and come do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's gonna be a hot girl summer in Tulum. Y'all gonna get some jewels <laughs> dropped, but it's gonna be hot girl summer in Tulum. I'm just letting y'all know. Okay. <laughs> so bring bring sister girlfriends, okay? <laughs> bring your girlfriends. That's it. Bring them. Bring your man. Bring your girl. Some people can't travel without their man. So I said, you know, bring your husband. If you don't know what you do, he should know what you do after this weekend. 
Absolutely. A lot of people that date entrepreneurs um don't really know what the entrepreneur does. They work their nine to five and they come home and they like, you still working? You still working these long hours? Mm-hmm. You still got that laptop? You bringing that laptop in the bed? You, I'm ready to go out. I'm ready to go have dinner. I'm ready to enjoy my little money that I make every two weeks. That's mm-hmm. what they, that's what they and think they when right. it's somebody that um is an entrepreneur when they dating whether you're married to somebody that's an entrepreneur is that's even harder because i think we come with yep. more stipulations we want you to be an automatic worker we want you to help us we want you to help you know help build our business it's a lot it's a lot it definitely is but it's light at the definitely. end of the tunnel I feel like it's light at the it's end of the tunnel. It's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. But again, like entrepreneurship is probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. And then also the most rewarding thing. I it's mean, so aside rewarding. Aside from being yeah. a mom and a wife and all that. But it's definitely top 10, one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Would I do anything different? You know, if I had to do it all over again, I would do entrepreneurship. But the only thing I would do different, I would probably hire a coach a lot sooner. Yes. Um, hire a team a lot sooner you know what i mean because i think that we hustled and struggled for a long time just because we bought into the system that you gotta hustle and team no sleep and all that other foolishness uh we bought into that system and we did all of that you know what i mean so i think um if i had to do it over again i would just hire a team right off the bat and a coach right off the bat i agree that's the only things i would do different I'm glad you said that because I would say the same thing for like the bakery. I think if I would have hired a team for the bakery, I probably would have kept the bakery open. But I feel as though as well that in a kitchen, you all have to be in it. So I didn't want to just hire anyone and give people my recipes. I have a cookbook, right? I could give you my recipe any day, but you're not going to cook it how I cook it. You're not going to dip them strawberries how I dip it. You're not going to add a little bit of cooking oil to make your... Chocolate loosen up a little. You ain't gonna do it how I'm doing it. So I didn't want to pass that responsibility on, and then it causes problems along the line. So I feel as though, Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, that's a hard decision to make. Do you want to stay in it, especially when you scale this business up? Like I started my first year in a bakery, I was making only like probably ten thousand dollars my first year. I scaled the bakery up all the way to six figures, and still was like, all right, don't want to do it no more. Mm I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on my purpose. And I feel as though taxes and finances is more my purpose. I help people so much more with their finances. I've had clients, like, I see the growth in them. So I see them coming in mm-hmm. here the first year and they stressed out as an entrepreneur or they working their job. And mm-hmm. at the end of the year, they making twenty, thirty thousand at the end of the year. And they used to getting a refund. Mm-hmm. And then they come into the entrepreneurship journey. And now it's like, oh, I have to pay taxes. Or, oh, now I got yeah. to get into um learning how to understand my taxes and what taxes i should file we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit and when bosses brunch and like the type of taxes you want to file and making sure that you mm-hmm. do your due diligence when you do get an actual tax professional and actually going over your paperwork getting your paperwork from right. that person that did your taxes knowing what they put on your taxes because guess what if the irs mm-hmm. send, sends you a letter you're responsible for that as well as the tax professional is responsible but guess what you allowed them you signed off on this Mm -hmm. and said okay Mm -hmm. that's what i want i'm I'm good with that refund i agree Mm -hmm. you can't go back and and renege and a lot of times i feel like clients try to go back and renege when stuff doesn't go their way or they don't Mm -hmm. get the turnout that they want sometimes or they they'll just leave from you and go to another person so no most of the time when it comes to them i try to ask them okay why did you leave your last tax professional what mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. Do you owe them money? Do you feel as though right. they didn't give Talk you an education? Right. I want to know why you sitting in my seat right now today. 
Right. Besides right. just seeing an advertisement or just, you know, somebody referring you. Mm -hmm. Why why are you here today? How can I help you? Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to go right. to the next person next year. Because I want you to understand, right. especially with doing Texas, you shouldn't be chair hopping every year. Right. Exactly. That's your exactly. personal information. This your kids' personal information. You shouldn't be chair hopping every single year and going to find a new taxi. Okay. You should be building that right. relationship with the person that's already doing your taxes and also letting them know what your goals are. Are you trying to buy a house right. in the next two years? Okay, well, you don't need to write everything off this year. They're going to be looking right. at how much income you're making. They're going to be looking at your job history. They're going to look at all of those different factors. They're going to look at your credit score. So let's let's talk about that. If we're talking finances, I want to know the whole scope. Right, exactly, exactly. Because so you can help them so much better once you have, like, a clear understanding of everything. Like, what is your whole, what is the big picture goal, right? Mm -hmm. And you can help them so much better than, okay, let me just prepare your taxes and get you up out of here. Mm -hmm. Because you are one-stop one financials, and that's the advantage of working with you because it's not like, oh, you just got a little tax preparer certification. No, you can help them get their budget together, their finance together, their taxes get you ready for a house, all of these things, right? And that's the disadvantage because some people like to go by them fly-by-night tax prep companies and they do your foolishness all wrong. I know some years ago, girl, before I bought this house, mm -hmm. um, had, had been going to a girl to do my taxes, girl. I had my stuff so messed up. The, people, the lending company couldn't even figure the stuff out, girl. <laughs> I had to actually have my accountant because I had an accountant for my business and had her doing all the stuff or whatever. And I was just being loyal to this girl or whatever. And like, okay, I'm going to let her do my personal taxes, blah, 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 because I had the nonprofit at the time. Mm -hmm. And girl, the people was like, what do you, we don't even understand what this is. I was like, in hell, I don't know because I don't prepare taxes. I had to get all of that to my accountant and have mm -hmm. her to fix it, refile it, all of that foolishness. She couldn't even figure out what the girl had done. I was like, never in my life will I ever <laughs> just go to somebody that's just a tax preparer. Like, right. you really have to have some type of background, CPA, something going on so I know that you know what you're doing and you're not going to have my stuff hooked up. You understand what right. I'm saying? So, yeah, that's a. When y'all getting your taxes done, especially if you are a business owner, make sure you are going to somebody that have credentials like Drika that know what they're doing because you're going to run into all type of foolishness and you start trying to get business credit or house loans and all of these other things. Yeah, you don't want the type of hang up. Yep, and you didn't so wrote everything like, off. Like, now, you didn't made 20000 in your business. You had a good year. Yes, you did you good. You had a good year. You didn't wrote everything. Now you come into the tax office and you're like, oh, they're giving out money. I need to mm -hmm. get a, a big refund back. And I'm going to sit you right. down and say, listen, you're not going to get a refund this year because guess what? You're trying to buy a house next year. So you need to pay. Right. And then you want to not have to pay so much. We're, it's our responsibility right. to lower your tax liability, but still keep mm -hmm. you eligible for the house that you want to qualify for. Right. Exactly. So I asked kind of okay. like, what your bottom line needs to be? What type of house are you trying to purchase? Is it an investment property? Is it your dream home? What, what are you trying to do? Because mm -hmm. I need to know. Right. And it needs to make sense because I can't tell the IRS, oh, you made 100000 this year. And then next year is a flop. You took a loss right. again. Like, that's not going to work. We, we really got to make it make sense. We really got to make it make sense. I want everybody to make it make sense. So that's why I talk about it so much. I really talk. I'm really passionate about it. And I see the results. Like one of my goals this year is to help 100 people become homeowners. You cannot do that without the proper education. You cannot do that without having um, connections to realtors. I'm going to connect you to the realtor that's going to best fit you. But you also have to have patience. You also have to know what you want. I can't connect you to mm -hmm. another entrepreneur that knows what they knows what they can offer you, but you don't know what you want, and you indecisive, exactly. and you changing your mind, and now you want a mm -hmm. two story house, now you want a double, now you want a mm -hmm. duplex. What's going on? Right. <laughs> you gotta get yourself together. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 Exactly.
<laughs> you gotta get yourself together. When you got it together, because you wasting our time. <laughs> I'm telling you, they think it's easy. It's, listen, especially when you go into the coaching. Like, I know you do coaching, right? You just said that you transition from the mental health into coaching. And I know I have, like, your ebooks. I have, <laughs> I get your emails. I have your coloring book. The adult coloring book, y'all, is so stress yes. relieving. Y'all got to, you don't know the last time you colored. I'm telling you. When I got that box in the mail, I was just so relieved. I'm like, I want to color today. I'm going to fly me a kite later on. I'm I'm just going. This is what I'm doing today. This is what today is about. That's okay, because I'm about to be childish. <laughs> <laughs> Very childish. Gonna be childish. Look, okay. how they yell me. Gonna be childish. <laughs> gonna be childish. <laughs> <laughs> Go get in this coloring book. Okay. Okay. And gonna tra- look, trace all the outline, all the everything. I wanna do everything. Thank you. Everything. Yes. Yes. For absolutely. real. How how did you get into the coaching space and coming out of being from behind a desktop, from being a therapist and wanting to be in a coaching space? So I knew that I wasn't going to be a therapist all my life, right? It was really weird. Um, and I tell people now, I don't even know how I got accepted into grad school, right? Because <laughs> technically they should have not be And he was like, well, are you going to pursue a doctorate? And I was like, no. And he was like, so what is, what is your plan? I was like, I really don't know. I just know, like, this part of the process. Like, sometimes God's going to show you, like, the end of the, the road. Whole right? show you, mm-hmm. like, the next step. This is what you got to do, the next step, right? So I knew that that was the next step. I just didn't know what it was leading to, right? But I knew it wasn't licensure, and I knew it wasn't a doctorate, right? So I'm just like, I don't know what the next part of the process is. I just know this part of the process, right? And I'm coming here, and I know I got to get this degree or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I think I only practiced, like, literally only practiced, like, two years, right? Um, and I was doing community counseling, so I was working with kids with behavior disorders, ADHD, you know, all the other things, bipolar, whatever, right? And then I got offered a position with a company um, being their program manager. So I did that for, like, two years, and then another com- that company ended up closing and went to another company was a supervisor. So I was supervising that social service agency. So I really just provided, like, direct care services only a couple of years before I got into, like, management, right? Um, and then once I left the supervisor position, I got into a behavior health consulting position, right? So I just went straight from a couple of years doing direct services to um, management supervisor positions on to consulting, right? Um, and I realized they got all color people on here. Mm-hmm. Need medication. You know when your child needs medication and you know when it's 
you can actually make the adjustment in, in the behavior in a way that you interact with your child, even as adults, right? Um, you do know when you need medication and when you don't, right? So some instances you need medication, but their answer was medication for everything. Mm-hmm. But you got to realize, like, that's how they got paid, right? right. I'm just like, I know one time me and the doctor was going back and forth, and it was a woman, right? And she had, like, four kids, and she didn't have it. She didn't have a job, and um, she was depressed. Right, mm-hmm. she didn't have food in the house for children. That's why I did. So we had gotten together, and I had gave um, my worker some money or whatever. I was like, "Go buy some food, put some food in the house." Say, "Why is this today?" But as a mom, if you can't feed your children on your own, you're depressed. This ain't clinical. I don't need medicine. Exactly. I need, I need some resources, right? Right. And I kept telling him, he was like, he diagnosed her with clinical depression and had on all, you know, was prescribing all kind of medicines. I said, listen. She's never been diagnosed with clinical depression before, right? I say she's not clinically clinically depressed, right? She's situationally depressed, which mm-hmm. means if we can get her access to resources, if we can get her employment, I can assure because she never been like this before, right? This is her first time not having a job, whatever it is, you know, whatever. It was not long after Katrina. She's trying to readjust her life. And he was like, well, you know, I feel like she needs medication, blah, 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 and this is that or whatever. The bad thing is because he's the psychiatrist, he has the final say. I was only the program manager, right? Right. But he has the final say. So my thing is, we bucking against a system where we don't have the final say. And I was like, I totally disagree with some of his practices. It right? was but against your integrity. Final say because he's a psychiatrist. So I mm-hmm. was like, but if he had had an understanding of our situations, right, in our community, the race and all of this or whatever, it would have been so much different, right? But I was like, we gonna get a lot more of this because all of the psychiatrists are all white men. I was like, I don't like this. I like to harp on people in their mental wellness more than mental illness, right? Because technically, if you look at a DSM long enough, all of us in there, you'd be like, like, oh, you know what? That's me too. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little, you know, I do have a little of this going on. You know, so all of us are in there. Let's just be real about it, right? Right. However, I feel like what you focus on is what you give life to, right? So if I focus on your mental wellness side more than I focus on your mental illness, mm-hmm. then you can be a better person. You can live a normal life, whatever normal looks like to you, right? So I have to focus on that. So let me just get out of this field mm-hmm. and go into life coaching, right? Um, and then I feel like I can be more effective in life coaching because I believe in that more than I believe in this, right? Now, again... I do feel like we all need therapy. I don't feel like everybody needs to be medicated, mm-hmm. right? Because I go to therapy every week. I have my own therapist, right? Yeah, I'm a therapist with a therapist. But I don't feel like everybody needs to be medicated. Some people do. Yes, granted. <laughs> but not everybody. So I, I feel like I'm more effective. I'm more passionate on this side as a life coach as opposed to um, being a therapist. But how I got into business coaching, I got thrust into that, right? Um, when I first started, prior to being a full-time entrepreneur, um, like I said, I was transitioning to being a uh, consultant for behavior, a behavior health consultant for different agencies. I helped to like start a lot of different agencies and then go back in and do their compliance consulting simply because I had been a project manager. I'm in a program manager, so I knew how the agency run, what it was supposed to look like, how to make sure they got their accreditation and all of that. And the agency that I was the program manager for, their leadership knew somebody else that was trying to open an agency here, but they were all in North Carolina. So it was like, can you be a consultant and help her? Because we know you run the agency here and you know all of this, so you can help her. So I just kind of transitioned into a consultant role by accident, right? Um, started with them. And then the next thing, you know, I just started getting all kind of calls. And people was like, well, I see you got a nonprofit. Can you help me start a nonprofit? Okay, well, I want to open an agency. And then it just kind of took on a life of its own after that. So I was doing um, consulting for behavior health agencies, 
nonprofits and then they say, you know, it was for profits and then it just grew from there, right? So it was just an easy transition because I knew how to start businesses. Um, eventually I learned how to grow businesses because I grew my own. So people called me, help me grow the business. You know, I knew how to start right. it, blah, blah, blah. And then that was just an easy transition of going to coaching because I realized the whole skill set and everything that I learned as a therapist helps me with coaching because most of my clients have these mindset barriers because they're first generation college graduates, first generation entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. all of these things, right? So all the skills that I learned as a therapist transitions well into this in this space, right? And I'm like, okay, well that was the purpose of me going there because I knew it wasn't to be a therapist long long term. I knew it wasn't to be licensed. I knew it wasn't to get a doctorate. I didn't know what it was for, but I just knew that that was part of the process. So now I see what it, what it means, right? Because I'm always like having sessions with my clients that don't always look like business because I get I got to convince you mentally that you can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So some of our sessions even look like mindset coaching. You know what I mean? Like the bulk of it. Mm-hmm. You know, dispelling whatever they, the myths that they believe and the conversations that they have with themselves and all of this other stuff or whatever. So some of our sessions even look like mindset coaching sessions and not actually business sessions. Right. So mm-hmm. give me like Give us, I don't know, y'all can ask questions as well. Continue to share and invite friends to come on to this live because it's very important. Again, we talking taxes and therapy with Drika and Annette. And of course, if I pin the comment at the bottom, taxes and Tulum, because you don't want to miss it. Shout out to Karita. Don't want to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know how we met. We met um talking about nonprofits when you was teaching nonprofits, when you was doing nonprofits. So that was a long, long, long time ago. I done been on your podcast. And I want yeah. you to give us kind of some coping mechanisms in business, I guess, um, to help us deal with manifestation and getting our mindset right and getting ready for um, the business world. Like you said, a lot of people that you deal with are first generation graduates. Me. Um, a lot of people that you deal with are first time entrepreneurs. Me. Right. So I'm, I winged it for the first six years. Me. I didn't really have no blueprint. I didn't have an office. I had my business plan. Yeah. I knew all of that. I knew all the textbook stuff because I went to college and I graduated with business entrepreneurship for undergrad. So I knew the technical mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Have a business plan have a business bank account. That's nothing new to me. But actually sitting here and scaling my business up and not wanting to stay in a small business category. Small business does not mean that it's just you. Small business goes by, people don't even know that. Small business goes by the amount of money your business is making. That's what categorizes you as a small or medium-sized business. Not how many employees you have. You can have a whole bunch of employees and still not be making money, so you're still a small business. So people don't even know like the basic foundation of stuff. So definitely spend spend uh Karita says spend some time on can you speak on how important emotional intelligence is when dealing with clients in the business world that's a good one thank you Karita mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean technically you have to have some tough skin to deal with people overall right because you're going to come against a lot of different attitudes a lot of different people a lot of different mindsets all of this other stuff but you also have to understand everybody ain't your client right Ooh, and it's okay to one. deny some people right um and i was just telling one of my clients earlier today i said you know it's okay to fire your clients right <laughs> um sometimes listen as a therapist you're supposed to know like when you are effectively servicing a client and when you cannot right mm-hmm. in, in, in the same transitions over into the coaching world right because i'm like some people and I know what most people when I initially meet them, I'll do a discovery call to see if I am your coach, right? Because sometimes I'm an energy person, first and foremost, right? So I'm gonna feel you out to see if I'm gonna even like working with you. And if I have something going on here and I know I'm not gonna learn, like
like working with you or I'm not going to be the most effective person that I can be for you for whatever reason, I'm not going to take your money, right? Mm-hmm. If it's something that you're asking for, if it's like people come to me and be like, um, so girl, I, I got a tax question. I'm like, who told you I do taxes? <laughs> if, I, if you ever let me do your taxes, Get your orange suit, because orange going to be the new black for you. The feds going to be watching. Going to be watching. Not the feds did a sweep. Never told nobody I do taxes. You know what I mean? So that is not my thing at all, right? Don't ever. You got to call Drink, Carter, Associates, all of them. But don't call me for no taxes, because that ain't what I do, right? So understanding, like, listen to people out and see what they need and then understand that if they are in alignment with what you what you provide right because we don't provide every, i don't provide everything you don't provide everything right so be in alignment with the services that i provide and if that's not it then i'm not your coach you're not my client right don't take people money just because okay i can make a quick dollar off this right because when you pass that by god got 10 other people that's in alignment with you that you can service you just can't jump on everything and everybody just because it's gonna make you a quick buck right mm-hmm. there are things in my business because i feel like my business is my passion and my purpose at one time i was providing grant writing as a service because i knew how to write grants right so i learned that in grad school this is that or whatever got awarded tons of money with grant writing i hate grant writing I hate. <laughs> And guess what? Every time somebody, if you even mention grant, I'll be like, oh no, Annette, I, that's not my thing. I'm call Annette. You need a grant? Call Annette. I say, listen. And I don't care. And guess what? That was a five-figure stream of revenue in my business. And I said, no more. I mm-hmm. can't. My husband said, then you're going to lose out on all that money. I said, mm-hmm. Because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when I got to the point where I hated it, I was like, it has to go. Right. right now, I do teach the class. Now, I love teaching people how to do it, right? Because I feel like if you provide a person with a fish, they're gonna eat for a day. If I teach you how to fish, you're gonna eat for a lifetime. You're gonna always know how to write grants. You're right. gonna always know how to respond to RFP. So I'm loving teaching this, right? Mm-hmm. But I will not write you a grant. I don't care who you are. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I hate it, right? So you have to understand the things that you like, the type of people that you like, and service people that's in your target audience that's in alignment with you, right? So understand, like again, everybody ain't your client. Right, you have to understand it. When people are not in alignment with you, energy wise, you know, whatever it may be, if it's off, be okay with saying, Listen, I know that I can't provide a quality service to you, whatever it may be, whatever the situation may be, right? I'm not your coach, but I can recommend you to somebody, or I know that there's a person on Instagram that does XYZ. How about considering them connecting with them, whatever it is, right? But understanding yourself enough to know your limitations, your limits, your boundaries. Whatever it is, and just making sure you are in alignment with all of that, right? Because again, everybody ain't your client. All money ain't good money, so we have to understand all of that, right? Mm-hmm. You could take a client making thousands of dollars, and they could give you the blues, right? Every the they gonna be worth realize, every penny of the, every the thousand you charge. The lowest money. Always the, the headache. The, <laughs> the headache. It's the most stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And a, another thing I tell people that, listen, entrepreneurship, we don't have coworkers. We don't have nobody to call and be like, girl, this client or whatever the case may be. And it's not to bash any clients. If I have any clients on here, we're not bashing y'all. But you have to learn how to be a good consumer. Because guess what? You're going to own a business as well soon. A lot of people coming up right. into this entrepreneur world. Oh, I know how to do this. Oh, I do this good. Oh, I'm, this is a hobby. And I'm making money in that as well. But mm-hmm. it's things that you need to know as a consumer. Mm-hmm. As Are you mm-hmm. a good consumer to go to somebody? Are you ready to hire somebody as a coach? 
Are you ready to take these necessary steps to get yourself in position? Are you disciplined enough? Are you going to follow the steps? Are you going to show up for yourself? I hate to take somebody on as a mentee, as a student, as a client, whatever the case may be, and they come with excuses. We're not wasting time. We're not doing excuses. Because guess what? At the end of the day, y'all going to laugh. Anybody that ever heard me say this before or not, I always say, listen, my dog died too. What? What's next? What else we got? What else we got going on? Because next, I'm gonna do all that. All right. What, what you gonna see? All right. I'm homeless today. Me too. Next, I still gotta get up. I'm homeless, but I gotta get up and go to work. Next, what's next? Because I don't wanna be homeless forever. So what's next? Exactly. What's next? All right. You don't have no call. All right. I ain't have no call either. Two choices. I don't do excuses. I, I can't. And like Rita said earlier too, we we qualifying people from now on. Like I changed my whole process for even taking on tax firms for this season. And I know I might lose some people, but I have some people that guess what? It's fine. I have some people that I know I don't want to lose. So I'm gonna say, guess what? What is it that you need me to do to make sure that you're fine to stay mm-hmm. here and go further with the mm-hmm. cause? Absolutely. What is it that you, what is your takeaway from this season that you say it was too much on you? Mm-hmm. What is it that was, you didn't get enough up? What is it? How can I improve? Mm-hmm. Because I want feedback right. too. I want to know as the person that's providing the service to you or feeling like mm-hmm. I'm putting systems in place because you got to realize we put systems in place thinking that it's going to help our business a lot of times. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a headache for the people on the other side. Right. So I understand that I have yeah. older clients that's not going to download my app. I understand that I have younger mm-hmm. clients that feel like the mobile app is the best thing that ever happened to them. I have some yep. people that's in between that feel like I'd rather follow online, upload all my stuff, and wait till you get to me. I also have mm-hmm. people that's in between that feel as though I want to come in. I want to see you every single year. I want to bring you my paperwork. I feel like the experience of me talking to you and sitting in front of you, I understand it better. I'm hands-on. Right. I don't want to just send mm-hmm. stuff through the mobile through the mobile app or through the website or just get to your assistant. I want to see you. I want to talk to you. I want to ask you some questions that I haven't had to ask you all year. That's what I want to mm-hmm. do. And I feel as though that's why we have offices. That's why we still have the come-in service, the drop-off service. If you're on your way to work mm-hmm. or you got to go to work and you can't get it done on your lunch break in that small amount of time. We have drop-off service. We have all of these different things to be convenient to our clients. We have 24-hour service. So guess what? If you work overnight and you got all your paper, get your paperwork together. Gather it, bring it to work with you. Take your pictures at work when you download the app. We got you. It's fine. Mm -hmm. So we have everything. We've made everything convenient for our clients. But guess what? If there's a place that we're falling short, I want to know. Don't be afraid to pull me to the side and say, Drika, this worked. This didn't work. It took a little bit longer. This way, I feel like whatever the case may be, I want to know. I want to know. Absolutely. I want to know because it's... But you have everything in place so that you can accommodate everybody and that's pretty much what i have in my business because i know everybody can't afford coaching services right Mm -hmm. and neither am i trying to make it affordable to everybody right i only want to service personally one-on-one a few people right but i have a whole gambit right so you can start at a five dollar ebook and work your way up to like fifteen thousand. right i mean so it's just again you it gets to a point where when you speak in and you know i got you know i got like 11 books or whatever and so i'm always like maybe have a book release or something with a client and this is that or whatever i don't have the capacity to coach a lot of people, right? right. So that's why that's one of my high ticket items because, again, I only have the capacity to do a few 
people in a coaching program and then you can get, you know, access to my knowledge or whatever it is. My intellectual property. Avenues, right. Exactly. That, that costs money property. because I'm thinking. One of my books, you can take a course, whatever it is. You still going to get my knowledge. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get access to me one-on-one unless you come in at the high ticket uh, range, right? But like you said, we got all kind of avenues you can get in. You get in through the app. You can do a drop-off service. You can come in. This is that or whatever. So that's like having an array of offerings so that you can accommodate everybody. Mm-hmm. So for me, I kind of like, this is what I do for services. I have it to where you can book me for services or you can go the DIY route. If you cannot afford to um, pay for credit repair services, buy credit mm-hmm. construction and do it yourself. Eventually, mm-hmm. you might get frustrated and feel like, I don't have time to keep responding back to these creditors. I don't have time to keep responding back to these credit bureaus. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to come to you. I'm going to save my money up and come to you to fix my credit understandable uh i don't understand what this letter is saying because guess what if you buy the book that does not mean hey when you get to this point you can give us a call and be like all right i got this letter back so now what you didn't pay for the service you paid for the book so that's why i separated the two so you can do it you'll do it yourself way if you want to build your business credit buy enrich to get rich if you want to learn how to um do taxes buy money manual if you want to learn all three Buy the bundle. If you want if you want hands-on one-on-one, take the class, right? So I have it all with each way that you want to do it. But if you want me, like you said, that's a high ticket. And I understand that now. Like I was when I initially started, before I even much got into the office setting, when I was still working from home, I wanted to be the most affordable person and all this and all that. And guess where I was at? Stagnant because I was not right. charging enough. I wasn't making enough money. But guess what? I was helping people left and right. Oh, this this mm-hmm. all you got to do to open that business. Oh, all you need is this to open a boutique. Get you mm-hmm. some thank you bags. Set up your website. Take some pictures. Mm-hmm. So I was giving, giving, a, giving a game. Here, free. Giving a game. Oh, no. you. Oh, you don't have to go to the post office no more. You need to get you a Dymo machine or I don't have no boutique, but I did it before. I've, I've sold lingerie. I've, I had a consignment shop when my child was one, two years old. Oh, we selling this. Like, I've always had that entrepreneur spirit. You know what I'm saying? I've always, my daddy was an entrepreneur, and I just felt like, let me, I, I could do this. I could give, I could hustle. I'm a hustler. Yeah, I'm a hustler. Yeah. I ain't hustling no yeah. more. I ain't hustling no and more. trust me, listen, I gave away free services for a long time, mm-hmm. but I'm down to the point now where I'm not giving away no free services. Because I don't have to. Because people exactly. already know what I, what they I, know what I have to offer. They say, know the value. Like, I'm going to give it away free until people know who I am. Mm-hmm. At this point, everybody know who I am and what I'm capable of as a coach, right? Because I got testimonials. I got people that tell you, like, I was making $15,000 a month. By the time I finish with her, I'm up to $50,000 a mm-hmm. month, right? So I have those testimonials. I don't have to give away anything free. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, right? But I'll give you some little ticket stuff in this ebook. Or if you get this course or whatever, it's like, you know, a little bit higher than like the lowest ticket or whatever. But right. if you want me one-on-one to walk hand walk you through that process, I could get you to six figures. I could get you to seven figures, whatever it is that you want to be. But you got, like, you're going to make that one-time investment in me, and you're going to make this money over and over. Right. So make the investment. I make the investment in myself. I have two coaches. Mm-hmm. You know I have I mean? several so, coaches. I mean, you got to invest in, I have a therapist and I have two coaches. You got to invest in yourself when you want to get to the next level, and that's just period. You really have to sacrifice and be disciplined. I tell people all the time, it's not just about hiring a coach. Because guess what? The coach can tell you every single thing, every step, give you the mm-hmm. blueprint. 
follow the yellow brick rule, all that, right? But yeah. you have to do the work. That's just like going to church. You if to you work. go to church every Sunday, and Sunday is the only day you read the Bible or open that Bible, and you got to dust it off from last mm -hmm. Sunday, you never going to know the word. You never. That's just like you going to the gym and you sit down and watch everybody else work out and think you're going to lose weight. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the gym. Did you work out? You no, went to the gym and, and took <laughs> pictures. <laughs> you went to the gym and took pictures and took selfies and, and did two minutes on the treadmill. It makes like you did something. Girl, you ain't did nothing. <laughs> Girl. And wonder why you ain't losing weight. Don't why stress me out. <laughs> That's the same thing I feel about influencers. Yeah. Like people want to say, oh, let's get influencers and influx these sales and get somebody to guess what? I don't, I'm not going to say I don't like influencers. I don't believe in influencers for my type of business because I feel as though if you're going to be an influencer for me, I think I had an influencer like two years in a row and it was Kelly or whatever. And she got me all the clients, right? I ain't going to lie. She really has, she had reached for her generation right mm -hmm. but like high ticket influencers i feel like it needs to be a contract you can't advertise no other tax office like that's how i structured my deal with her so i feel as though i wouldn't invest right. in another influencer just to say oh yeah um come on give give me some more sales or give me some more clients i don't want any kind of clients mm -hmm. so i don't want anybody endorsing right. me to say oh mm -hmm. get her influx of clients no i want a certain type of clientele now i know mm -hmm. what type of people mm -hmm. that i serve i know what type of people that value me now i know my client avatar i know what my client experience is like i know that we send out so much value on a daily basis within our facebook group within our emails within our text message mm -hmm. if you download our mobile app we send out tips if you walk into this office we're gonna tell you everything that you need to do oh oh no you're doing that wrong we're not doing that no more turn around here let me show you let me turn my computer around and show you what you need to be doing let me tell you what app you need to download to track your mileage and your expenses and this is what you need to start doing as a business owner or as a person that's trying to get their finances and their budget in order. This is what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And the next time you walk in the door, you're going to say, okay, I've been doing this. So now what? Right. Oh, uh, what's next? Oh, right. I got okay. your email. You're going to call us and be like, I got your email about credit. Okay, so I've done this. Mm -hmm. Or I'm at a 650. I'm trying to get to a 750. I don't mind. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like you coming into the door right. now, knowing what you want, knowing what to expect on the back end you don't have to pay and then say okay so what's next i'm waiting on what's the next thing because nobody right. ever told me you already know because we keeping it going mm -hmm. from here on right. out once you sign up this is what's gonna happen we're gonna put you in this category you're a tax client you're a credit client you're gonna get these emails you're gonna receive business tips you're gonna receive business right. i file your business taxes oh you're a business client i need to make sure that you understand business and you mm -hmm. understand that your business needs to be structured correctly it needs to be properly protected do you have a trademark do you have an llc do you have a mm -hmm. um corporation you need to make sure that you're filing your monthly taxes mm -hmm. what's going on? i want to make sure that you are right to the t whether it's done with me or a referral that's already within our community. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I like people to be educated mm -hmm. going forward. And that's because the thing, guess like, what? A lot of times, educated. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I and know at, at one point, I didn't have the education. Of, mm -hmm. At one point, I didn't have the education. I was um, winging it. When people use influencers, 
Right. So we was waiting. We waited for a long time, so y'all don't have to. Right. We was just trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. But listen, when y'all use influencers, make sure the influencers' followers are your target audience, right? Because a lot of times the mistake that people make, and I'm going to use for example this young lady a couple of years ago, um, she had reserved a consultation session with me, and she was saying, girl, <laughs> she had gotten 10 watt book to run her company or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And she attracted a bunch of clientele that she did not want, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, girl, they was coming here with buying it on and Daniel Greens, I said, consider the source. You have to consider who his following is, right? That's who, that's the people that follow him. I said, why would you think to even hire him to be your influencer to represent your company when that wasn't even in alignment? But her thought process was, oh, he has a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. That cannot be your thought process. You got to make sure those followers are people that you want to provide a service to, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, girl. <laughs> Not Daniel Green, yeah. girl. The, queen of the, said, the girl said Daniel Green and Vinus. Don't forget the Vinus. Please don't forget the Vinus. And she was in a, a building in Metairie. So, you know, she was like, I was so embarrassed. embarrassed. Said, girl, the people just kept seeing them coming to my office. She said, I was so embarrassed. I said, you should have been. I said, but guess what? Now you know that every influencer is not your people, right? This is not who you should utilize. You have to, when you look at them and you see their numbers and how many people is following them, then you go into that audience and see what type of people are following them. And if that is not in alignment with your business, the services you offer and all that other stuff, that is not the influencer for your business. Yes. That's Listen, I was on um Melissa Live one day and she was like, Do y'all want to be paid or do y'all want to be popular? Because we're not we're not going to people just for followers. Like you have to look at the mm-hmm. fact that people have followers, but are they followers even paying attention to what they're doing? Like I wanna see what's your reach before I pay you anything. What's your reach? Yep. What's your conversion rate? And also can you talk mm-hmm. to the type of people that I'm trying to talk to? Are they going to even understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because guess what? I didn't been in the hood, but guess what? I went to college too, so I got best of both worlds. Period. So Thank I can you. I can meet you up here, or I can meet you where you at? Where, where we at? Right. Where we doing? Where, where, where we going? We might have been from the gutter to the other. <laughs> <laughs> where we going with it? Yes. Because you know I was born and raised in the mountains, so I ain't, you know I can transition quickly. You know Real quick. So, but it's okay. Like, but I. But I have no desire to. I don't want you to stay at the mill. Right? I can meet you here, mm-hmm. but I, mean, I want to elevate you here, right? I don't, I don't, because I don't want to see you, right? I ain't got no more. Right. God deliver me from there, right? So I want to bring you up here too, as well, right? But I can meet you here, but if we got, we gotta go higher. We right? have so to go higher. I, yeah, that ain't my target audience. Exactly. So yeah, I wouldn't hire someone like that to represent my company. I I, w- I just wouldn't because I don't want that type of clientele. They coming for the hype. Right. They, like yeah, they gonna come and shop. But guess mm-hmm. what? The second something go wrong, you still gonna have to combat with that same person. So I I don't want. Yep. It. Don't want it. <laughs> don't want it. Trying to trying to trade the whole different clientele. That ain't that ain't it right there. <laughs> that ain't it. Mm-mm. <laughs> just just no. Just no. <laughs> You got to want more. Like, in in the beginning of the year, I was saying it a lot more. But I said, listen, y'all, this year, God told me more. And another thing I was saying uh, this year is implement, it's implementation season. Period. We've been Period. planning for so long. We got so many plans. We got so many notebooks. We got all these planners and journals and prayer books and all this stuff that we writing down. When you going to implement something? Take one thing you wrote out of one of those books. 
Mm-hmm. And implement mm-hmm. that. Then work on the next thing. Stop just planning, planning, planning. Okay, so I got to plan this. Now I got to plan this. Now I got to plan it. Mm-hmm. Right, Serena? I agree. Some of them are paid followers. Some of them are that paid is followers. That's part right there. Because that's when you look at, they don't have 100,000 followers, but only get engagement for 15 or 20 people. That's Girl, 20 people be. That's not 20 people on the live. I could get 20 people on the live. Yeah. We got 20 people on here right now and they're engaged. <laughs> Yes, and I, that's what I be saying. Listen, at this point, I'm the influencer because I really have followers in real life. Like at the brunch, mm-hmm. people were stopping me saying they drove from Louisiana, like different parts of Louisiana. They drove from Texas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So when I walk into the room, I had to realize my work because people knew who I was. They like, oh, I've been following you for years, and then they have somebody else that might be right up the street. They be like, dang, you just blew up overnight, and I be like, no, I've been doing this for nine I've years. I've been doing this forever. Yeah. <laughs> I've been exactly. doing this for nine years. Exactly. Like, I might look young. Might look like what they said, but I'm heavy, though. But I've been out here. <laughs> I've been out here. <laughs> I am the influencer. I, you know, when you see me, you already know. You thinking Carter off the dump. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if it's off Carter Capital or Carter Innocent. You thinking Carter. That's right. Carter. That's, that's, you know that part. If you don't know nothing else, you know Carter. You know that's Carter. Yeah, Girl, because when I'm in the street, they be like, you go get us. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Exactly. And look, when I was doing strawberries, girl, people used to stop me in Walmart like, you got strawberries? And that's what you want to do. When you're in business, you want people to identify whatever you do mm-hmm. with you. It don't right. matter if you off. It don't matter if you're in the street. When you walk up to Melissa, you know that's queendom. When you walk up to Nate, you know that's go-getter. Girl, because you see, I ain't got my face on the bed by queendom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, I had no fellow. Like a massage, and they wrapped it to one girl. I was like, I came for the one, but I got the one and the two, girl. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> period. That's right, period. Yes, yes, gotta know you gotta get girl. that facial. So, yeah, girl, this is uh, this this journey is it's it's a, it's a journey. That's all I can tell y'all. Like, it you is get the highs, you get the lows. It's a journey, y'all. You got to stick in there, too. I think another thing, people quit too fast. Like, people look at Instagram and they want this microwave success that they see people flaunt. But like my pastor said the other day, listen, people showing all the touchdowns, they not showing the fumbles. They not showing the fumbles at all. And trust me, they got some fumbles. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like, I, I, I posted on Facebook this morning. I was like, listen. Um, I've had some wins, but I done had major losses. You understand what I'm saying? But you got to realize, like, failure is a part of the process. See, people, once they fail, they be like, oh, it's all over, and this is that, or whatever. No, you have to take the failure as the lesson. Like, what is God trying to teach me in this right here, right? Right. And failure is really a win in disguise because, see, we get frustrated with failure, but that's the point when you learn, like, your greatest lesson. Yep. When I fail at something, and if I fail big, I'm like, Something I missed that God was saying in the process. Let me slow down a little bit so I can hear from him, right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm winning, I'm all, I'm floating on clouds. You ain't worrying about nothing. You're like, like, all right, God, thank I'm you, Lord. Attention. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's like the time that I learned the most. So technically, it's a win in disguise because, I mean, you know what I mean? Because I'm learning what not to do. Right. Right? So I'm still learning. So either I'm winning or I'm learning, but in the end, it's still a win. So in the end, it's still a win. Y'all, y'all got to drop that in the comments. In the end, it's still a win. Drop that in the comments. Everybody got to drop that. In the end, it's a win. 
and and mm-hmm. it's, it's still a win. Go ahead, Ned. I'm sorry. So, but we get to the point where we fail at something, we be like, you know, God didn't want us to do X, Y, Z, or whatever. We want to quit because it is frustrating, right? But again, you you got to take that L and keep rolling. Like that don't mean quit. Like you lost when you quit. You don't lose when you fail. You lose when you quit, right? That part. And I I done been through a lot of stuff. I done took a lot of L's, but I ain't quit right hmm. now, i ain't gonna lie Today is, I don't even know what day. I stopped counting the days. All I know is I got 13 days left. Out of 105, I've been working every day straight. Uh-huh. 13 more yeah. days, I'm off. And I know, mm-hmm. at the end, like you said, in the, in the end, we're going to win. Right? Because right. I know, I feel as though for tax season, I have to go all in. I have to be tunnel vision. Even though, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I don't have to never touch a tax, a tax return again. I can stop now and continue mm-hmm. on just coaching tax preparers because I know... My return on investment. You pay me $3,500, $4,500, and you make six mm-hmm. figures. You can't tell me that ain't no return on investment. In less than 90 over days. Over. Not in 90 days. Mm-hmm. In less than 90. I got to change my whole sign now. Because I right. know in less than 30 days, I've helped people make over 100K. Not just stop at mm-hmm. six figures and, and stop. Okay, I made it to 100K, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop. Because guess what? Once you get to 100K, you're going to see I you need more. more. Yeah. This ain't no money. Mm-hmm. 100K ain't no money. This ain't no money. That sound far-fetched mm-hmm. to somebody that haven't made over 50K. That sound far-fetched to somebody that haven't made over 40 or 60K. It's, it sound far-fetched, but guess what? When you actually do it and you really see, like, damn, I gave this person a blueprint to do that. Dang, this mm-hmm. person really listened to me step by step and did every single thing I told them to do. Yep. Step by step and yep. it worked. They ain't give no excuses. I don't care if I was home. I had one girl tell me, man, I thought you ain't like me at first. I thought you ain't like, she was like, I thought you ain't like me for real. I thought you was just doing all this on purpose. I thought you really ain't like me for real. I said, it ain't about, I said, first of all, let me let you know something. We not friends. We came here. You came here to get a service. You came here. You said this was your goal. It's my responsibility to get you to that goal. Make sure you get the, that's it. That's it. I'm talking about that's she it. was in a hospital. She came out. The, this girl did all this and was in and out the hospital, got anxiety, everything. And, and I listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. I got to, you know, I got to keep it real and be transparent, right? I did not know how to deal with people that had anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not know that was a thing. Why? Because I'm the strong person. So I'm like... Mm-hmm. Girl, F that. Me, this this me. Right. That, that was my answer for everything. Girl, what? F that. Next. I I I don't have I don't even have the mental capacity to think about, oh Lord, this going on. Oh Lord, I'm so stressed out. Uh-huh. All right, what I gotta do next? Cause something else right. counting on me to keep rolling. Yeah. If my wheel stop turning, then everything stop turning. And my husband made me stop standing. Like I kept saying, um, if I stop, everything stop. But right. guess what? My first time ever leaving tax season and going out of town during tax season was last year. Nothing mm-hmm. stopped. And that was my aha moment. Like, dang, it's re- I really got it going on right now. 
Like I really have a team. I really have people in place. I have people to call on for situations. I can say, oh, I'm not in the office, call Chanel. I'm not at the office, call right. Lakey. Or I can't answer this question right now. I'm not by my computer, etc. I have right. people in Somebody. place that can handle situations because I've trained them. And I can right. trust them. That's hard to find. You can't find people that, that you is. can really trust in business right. that's going to help you build your business, that's going to run your business the same way you run your business. It's a culture. Yeah. It's a culture. Yeah. You got to have Carter Capital culture in you already. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. something that can't be bought, that can't be, be taught. You got to be committed to something. You know what I mean? You got to be committed. They don't commit. They're not loyal. You understand what I'm saying? So they ain't, they ain't committed to themselves. So you know that you can't expect them to be committed to you. You understand what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. when you find those rare gems like that, you got to hold on to them forever. <laughs> I be like, what y'all think? Y'all think? And guess what? I had to accept feedback. I had to accept criticism. They like drink. You just do stuff. Like we be finding out when the internet find out. You gotta tell us stuff. We here to help you. Like they really sat me down and listen. I know they think I don't be listening, but I be listening. I say okay. Uh-huh. Now uh-huh. I gotta tell you. I gotta okay. tell you. This is what I'm thinking, y'all. I don't care if it be midnight, middle of night. I said, right. I ain't gonna text them this late. I'ma email them. Light bulb. This is what I'm uh-huh. thinking. Right. This is what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and talk about this. So now we talk about things. But guess what? They really had to give me a reality check. But guess what? It was me being so used to being only me so long. It was it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't to slight them or it wasn't to say that they couldn't help me or they wouldn't help me because anything I call and ask them for, they would do it. But now they don't have to ask me. They take initiative and be like, look, Drake, this is what we doing. This cool with you. Right. Cool. Let me sign right. off on it. Mm-hmm. So it's making me push back. It's making me push more into push myself up into the CEO role. It's giving me time for yes. me to say, okay, I don't have to be in the office today. Y'all cool. Y'all got it. I don't have to. Yeah, y'all got it. Yeah, y'all. And trust them that they're going to do. They die because they, they done already proved to you that they will. Right. Yep. So yeah, you just got to let them do what they call to do. But that is like the transition for us because we still used to hustling, doing everything on our own. We're not used to. Now, I was telling one of my clients the other day, she has a team now, too. And I said, listen, at one time, we were in a position to be the quarterback, whoever the person is that received the ball. I don't really know football. <laughs> don't don't use football. I don't know football either. The, the, ball <laughs> the, the receiver? Like, I don't know. <laughs> the, the receiver. Okay, him. Okay, him. <laughs> so you, at one time, we was the coach, the quarterback, and the receiver, right? And the tight end and all this other shit. When you have a team... <laughs> All you are now is the coach, right? You tell the quarterback what to do. You tell this person what to do. You delegate, right? As a CEO, our primary responsibility is to delegate and do income-generating activities that's going to keep money coming into the business, right? So we can keep these people employed and keep these people paid. That's our responsibility. Exactly. But it's hard for us to move into that mindset when we're so used to being the worker, being doing all the work and doing all the things. It's a hard transition sometimes. It's such a hard transition. If you want to go from being self-employed to a small business owner there's a difference between the two self-employed is just somebody you just working your damn self to death right yeah being a small business owner you running the business you got to be the ceo to bring the money in to make sure everybody still gets paid at the end of the day right exactly it's two different mindsets yep if you in a if you still in hustle mode you self-employed yeah when you get to this mode you're gonna realize like it's systems there's other things that have to be in place to get money coming in making sure people stay employed and all this when you continue hustling and got the work and i'm gonna be on team no sleep and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna go to bed and uh, with the computer and all this other you in self-employed mode you gotta make that transition yep you got to make that mental transition yep and then not only that i feel like it's important 
to be around people. Yeah, it's important to be around people that's going to tell you that too. Because I feel as mm-hmm. though if you're around people that feel like they're hustling all the time. Like I said, y'all, I, I started off hustling too. And they had a lot to do with when I was doing the food too. I'm like, oh, I got us. Oh, I need a couple of dollars. I'm about to sell some plates. You know, we from New Orleans. We gonna sell a plate. Well, okay, so we gonna. You're right. Okay. Gonna sell a plate. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm like, oh, I know I can make five, six hundred dollars off selling a few plates, and all I gotta do is cook one pack one time a day. This ain't nothing. I can run it up off this. this. But that was the right. hustle. Now, as hustle the CEO, money. I can say, you know what? Today, I'm delegating this. This is what I need y'all to do. And guess what? Now, mm-hmm. it's not only that they work, I, nobody don't work for me. They work with me. I got to be clear right. on that because I don't want nobody to feel superior. I've been in jobs where I felt superior to people or people mm-hmm. felt as though, oh, I'm the manager, I'm the lead person in this department and all this and all that. And they make you feel yeah. superior. I don't want anybody to feel superior to me. I, I want everybody right. to feel like me on a level playing field. So that's why I'm going to always say, oh, hey, boss. Oh, what's up, boss? Everybody a boss. Right. But guess what? At the end of the day, everybody's not meant to be a CEO. Everybody's not meant. They still have some bosses that's workers. So you got to know what boss role you playing. You got to be able to play every position like you just were saying with the football. Even though I might be the head coach, I still need a coach right up under me that's going to say, you know what? I'm going to call a play. You You could take the day off. I need somebody that's right there in the clutch that say, you know what? You need some rest. Right. Here, lunch on me. You need to go right. do this. You need you always giving, giving, giving to everybody. I'm gonna give you something. Right. Then you yeah. gotta be receptive of that. Like it's always two sides to the spectrum. That's gonna mm-hmm. say, you know what? Guess what? All right, people giving you this. They don't mean go put your, your gift certificate in a drawer and never go get that massage. Go get right. take the go time the off yeah. and go get the massage <laughs> because you not you yeah. not used to receiving stuff. So now it's like, all right, I'm gonna get to it when I get to it. Now you didn't let it expire. You didn't let your flight expire. You can't get to your next destination because you never took off. Now you're tired when you go here. You're tired when you come from there. Right. And you're still trying to go to the next place. It's never going to happen. Yeah, no. It's never going to happen. Nope. It's never nope. going to happen. Trust your team, y'all. But that's one of, like I said, if I had known that in the very beginning, I would have hired the team from the very beginning. Because, again, a lot of stuff I got in... Because, like, I, like ooh, I think we all went from that, right? Because I even tell, like, and I try to save my entrepreneurs from that now because I'm like, when we when we work, we were employed by somebody, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, payday every other Friday. Mm-hmm. Payday the first and 15. Payday the 15 less than a month, right? So it was actually installing that no matter what you was going to get paid on those days. When you transition from that type of structure into being self-employed, you don't know when the money gonna come in, right? So you mm-hmm. just hustle to make sure I'm gonna get five hundred dollars a day. I'm gonna sell some. I did all that, right? I had a catering company at one time, a nonprofit, business consulting. I'm doing all three businesses at once because I'm the <laughs> ultimate hustler, right? I know I can make, you know, if I bake these cakes or whatever, I'm gonna make about five hundred off this. I'm gonna do, do some catering for a party here. I'm gonna make about a thousand, fifteen hundred here. I'm gonna consult with somebody here. I'm gonna do this. God was all over the place, right? And again, you know the old Chinese proverb: the man who chased more than one rabbit catches none. That is real, like you That's can't. So real. Hell, none of them businesses, if you got your detention, attention so divided amongst all of them that you're not fully giving yourself to one, right? And I tell people, like, my thing is multiple streams of income don't mean multiple businesses, right? But listen, I'm not shitting on multiple businesses. If you have more than one business, if you get this business fully running, you have your team, like, Drinker have a whole team, right? But she don't have to physically be in the business, and this business will still run. If your business have a part that's on automation that's running, you got a team, they're running it, they don't require you here. 
tell. If you feel like you want to go start another business on that side, great. Go start the other business. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessary, right? You can have one. I have one business that has multiple streams of income. Like selling streams of revenue in that one business, right? Yes. Seven ways that we make money. And one of the ways we make money multiple ways in that one stream, which is a small business center, right? So Mm -hmm. you can make, you can have multiple streams of income and don't have to have 10 different businesses. I close them other ones down and I have one business now, right? Um, Again, and it makes you, it makes you things it, easier for you when you do that. When you really niche uh-huh. down and say, "Listen, this is what I'm really passionate about. This is what I really love. I know my return mm-hmm. on investment. I know the type of people that I'm helping." I, look, she just said, "I like them fish plates. Don't stop the fish plates." In case one day, you know, after tax season, you feel an anointing of baking a cake, you know. <laughs> I'm just Girl, kidding. I had got so many. I got so many guilt trip messages that was like, can you please just do my baby a cake? I just, what? Oh, then we stopped right before king cake season. Oh, man. Everybody was like, I need a king cake. Girl, I used to be shipping king cake. All my people that I used to ship to, I had to like send them a message and let them know. But I didn't feel guilty about it at all. I was like, nope, that's at it. All. I'm done at with all. it. I'm done with that season. I like, I've home. done it for Listen, six years. Like, I'm still I, getting calls about grant rights. I got a call today. A girl asked me about grant rights. Somebody gave me your number. I said, girl, I haven't written grants in more than two years. I like, still. And I don't feel guilty. She was like, because I really don't want to write them. I say, me either. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, people will still try to guilt you. I mean, years later, you're going to still get calls and stuff about this. Girl, I had a girl that was like, oh, now nah, I already knew. She one of my last minute people that come. She last minute area, girl. It was probably like the week before her baby party. She was like, hey, I need some stuff. I was like, I don't, I don't do that no more. She was like, oh, yeah, you want some bigger and better thing? Yes, I, I just don't do that no more. I, I don't want to do it. What you say? I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm in a stage. I'm in a season of if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. I don't care if it's a place. I don't care what type of noun it is. It could be a person, place, or thing. If I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. That's that's just that's that. Scary. That's me. Yeah. Not doing that's it. That's me. Mm-mm. This look Mm-mm. I ain't compromising my mental health for nothing and nobody. Girl, and bacon. Oh, Lord. Y'all don't know what it's... You know, because you, you be baking from scratch, too. That's about seven mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work, girl. For one cake. Girl, I used to do ten cakes a weekend. And truth be told, I hate bacon. I hate bacon. I just learned. I know one thing about it. For me, it's a discipline thing. That's just like when I'm working out, when I'm serious about working out and I'm serious about eating right, I don't care. It's not even about what type of food I'm eating. I'm not thinking about what type of exercise I'm doing. I ain't no quitter. I'm just thinking about I need nourishment. I know I need to eat to eat and get it done. If I'm baking a cake, I know I need to get this cake done to get it out the way and make this money and make this party go good. That's it. It's, it was always a discipline thing for me. So everything I hate, I feel like I mastered it. Even with public speaking, I don't like talking. I'm very shy. Like, if I don't know you, I'm not about to just talk to you. Now, I'm at networking events like, hey, I'm Drika. They be like, oh, I know who you are. I be walking up to people. What y'all do? Right, right. <laughs> and that was something I was so shy about. And like like now I recognize these things. So I'm gonna talk to the person that's sitting in the corner that's playing on their phone that's hiding. What's up? Right. I'm Drika. Right. You know that was you. That was me. <laughs> yeah, I identify with that. So I know that was me. I did not know how to network. I used to go to all these events and leave out and don't know two people named that I met. Don't nobody. That's right. That was me too. Now I I, I can tell yeah, and I can tell the next person, guess what? When you go in here. I've about 15, 16, 17 years, and I still, every time before I 
before I get ready to speak, I am extremely nervous until I say like, until I get to the mic and say my first five words. After that, I'm good. But leading <laughs> up to that, girl, I'm always still scared. Always. Always. Can't be scared. Uh-uh. That's the reality of it. Girl, always. Not no more. I feel as though like, I'm going to go with the crowd. Now, if the crowd not saying nothing, it's going to be like, y'all really listening or... But, you know, but if everybody already dealt, now it's like, all right, I'm watching the clock. What I'm saying, what I got to say, what I got to do, what's my points. But if the crowd already vibing and the energy is dealt, then we could roll. What we talking about? We could talk all night. Yeah, yeah. But I still be nervous, girl. Every time. Never fail. <laughs> now, and it could be a virtual. Like, I just did a virtual summit last Sunday, right before I came. I'm just photo shoot with you. Girl, I'm still nervous. Getting on that. And ain't nobody even sitting in front of me. Girl, I'm always nervous. Until girl. I- Nate, I know Always. you lied. <laughs> Girl, it's sad, but it... That's it, good. It, no, I mean, but that's good to know because me. people think that we do stuff so effortlessly. I'm saying, like, that's good to know because people think we do things so effortlessly. We do it... We, we do it so effortlessly. We're not scared. We're not fearful of public speaking. We're not afraid we're going to mess up. We're not afraid we're going to fall with these heels on because we don't wear heels every day. Right? <laughs> so we're not afraid of none of these things that we got going on. We're not afraid... But guess what? We are. So it's good to let we people are. know that we are. We we feel the same mm-hmm. way. We feel the same butterflies that y'all Everything. feeling. We get up there and our mouth get dry. All these mm-hmm. things happen all to all of mm-hmm. us. But it's good yeah. for y'all to know it. So guess what? When you get into that speaking environment, you walking into it confidently. Mm-hmm. Whether you scared, whether yeah, you mess up a word, yeah. whatever. Confidence is everything. Confidence is everything. I did a virtual summit probably beginning of March, and everybody was hitting me up. They was like, what's your YouTube channel? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have one. <laughs> I, listen, that, what gave me my confidence? Because I look at my old video, like my first time speaking. Matter of fact, um, Bad Order Brands, I was speaking for that, and I was like, I'm going to wing it. Girl, look, Karita and them had their iPads, and Neil had their iPads, and all. They, they had their talking points, and all. Man, I'm winging it. I'm about to get up there, and I'm about to wing it, right? I killed it. I mean, I, I butchered it to me. And my family going to tell me, oh, this is what you did, or you looked at me, and you got nervous. And guess what? Sure enough, I looked at my husband, and I forgot everything I wanted to see. <laughs> forgot everything. I'm like, all right. Uh, you can't <laughs> you can't see nothing. But I noticed, like, next time, just go in there and be confident. You know your stuff. You Nobody know. can't challenge me on nothing to do with taxes. Right. I know it. So, guess what? That's what I'm talking about. So, now when I talk to people, if I'm talking to if I'm coaching somebody, I'm telling them, talk about what you don't know. Why would mm-hmm. you bring up something that you do not know? Right. You got to make it make sense. You talking to an audience that's coming to hear you speak. So you need to speak right. on what you can speak on intelligently. Hey, Sage. Hey, Sage. <laughs> you got to speak on what you can speak on intelligently and keep the crowd. Like right now, we just talking. But it's still right. giving valuable information that people need. It's still giving people the confidence that they need. They might have been yeah. invited to speak somewhere and don't know what to say or how to say it or how to structure it. But guess what? We just told them, guess what? We still get nervous. Yep. All the time. Baby, when Jamie yeah. said it's going to be 105 people, I was like, 105 people? Oh, Lord. What? I got to I gotta add some more stuff to my speech. Right. Right. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what, Nick? It happened again. Karita and them get up there with their phones and all that. Me? And the fancy PowerPoints and all that. 
I'm going to wing it. <laughs> me? I'm going to wing it. Well, what they want, Um, 
you can connect with me here on Instagram. I am Annette J. Mars, MA for my personal page, for my business page is gold underscore getter underscore university. Gold is G-O-A-L. Um, I am going to be talking about multiple streams of income. So just what I touched base on tonight, I ain't give y'all everything because you got to come to Saloon. Got to come. The tea, right? The real tea. I just gave y'all the ice cube for the tea. You got to come to Saloon to get the tea, all right? We're going to be talking about multiple streams of income because I want especially women um, to diversify their businesses because most of us start businesses for long-term purposes, right? To leave a legacy for our kids family, all of these other things, so we can travel, do more with the kids, whatever it is, and I want you all to be able to do that, right? And if you start a business based on your passion and purpose with multiple streams of income, it can support the lifestyle and the life that you actually want to provide for your children, yourself, whatever it is, right? So we're going to talk about that because I want you all to live the life of your dreams, right? I don't want it to always be a dream life. I want it to be your real life. I want your dream life to be your real life. So we're going to talk about how your business can support that um, and get you to that level. Yeah. Okay. All right. She said, I need to be ready. <laughs> Definitely, we not selling no dreams. That's why I tell people all the time, like, I don't sell a lifestyle. Like, yeah, I got bags. I got all this. I got all that. But I've always had stuff. So it's not, it, it don't impress mm -hmm. me. I'm not saying that I never struggled. I feel as though when I did struggle, it was in adult life. It, it was in adulthood. Mm -hmm. And it was due to mm -hmm. me probably not listening or, or doing something my way. Right, so mm -hmm. you got to keep that in mind too. You got to take accountability for your own actions, as well as you right. got to show up for yourself. So now I wouldn't be mm -hmm. here if I did if I got discouraged when I had six clients. I wouldn't be where I am if people didn't push me and be in my corner and say, you know what, Drake, what you got is a diamond in the rough. Let me help you get that diamond to higher class, so or where you need to be. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't if I didn't have people pushing me or people in my corner telling me, no, look, do this or get this system. Hey. I stopped doing this, or I charge more for this, or this is what you need to do. Guess what? When y'all talk to me, I listen. because Not because y'all are um, superior to me, but it's, I feel as though I respect y'all opinions. And y'all are entrepreneurs too. So guess what? You probably been here already. You probably hit this road and went and ran into a wall. You don't want me to hit this road and run into a wall. Like we just said, we been there. We been the hustlers. I don't want nobody to feel as though they coming under me and they got to be a hustler. But guess what? You definitely got to show up for yourself. And if you're not ready to do that, then I'm not the coach for you. I'm not the the instructor or the teacher for you. I'm not the tax person, the tax firm that you want to come up under. I'm I'm not the umbrella for you. I'm not going to go get the six figures for you and lay it out on the table. I'm going to show you how to go right, get it, and I want you to go get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to show you how to do it, and you got to go get it. You got to go get it for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So guess what? We land it all out. It's our third year. We're going international. We have all black panelists going to Mexico, teaching you yeah. how to become a six-figure or seven-figure earner in your business, doing your purpose and your passion, having it structured correctly, having it properly protected, how to earn extra money in different industries that you know nothing about from the government, from short-term rentals, uh, motivation, staying motivated in business, actually showing, knowing how to show up for yourself, getting your mindset together, all of these different things we have in place for you, how to scale, how to get systems, Ooh, how to market. The difference between marketing and branding and advertising. That's three different things. They're not mm -hmm. the same. They're not the same. Marketing, branding, advertising. Three different things we're going to be talking mm -hmm. about with y'all. As well as, of course, we're going to have some fun. We got excursions in there. All our packages are all inclusive for all four days. Listen, mm -hmm. 
Get y'all tickets. Taxes into Loom.com. That's all I got. I, I ain't I ain't pushing it. I'm I ain't no salesperson. So meet me though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I ain't no storyteller, okay? <laughs> y'all need to be there. But let me tell y'all one other thing before we leave, right? Get y'all businesses certified. If you a black owned hmm. business, get that business certified. Yes. Women owned small business, minority owned small business, media certification, whatever it is, right? All that. Ain't no competition over there. That's all I'm saying. Like, Y'all got to get those certifications. And no competition because it ain't enough for us over there to compete for it, right? So that's, this is this a lane that's untapped right now, right? We just got our first state contract last year. Mm-hmm. We just got another contract this year, right? It's untapped because all of the contracts have a clause in it that a certain amount of money has to be allocated to black-owned, women-owned, minority-owned businesses, right? Mm-hmm. We don't get to the table because we ain't certified. Get y'all certifications. That's all I'm going to say. And you ain't going to have to be out here hustling with blow Joe because they coaching and you coaching and this and that and y'all fighting over $50 clients. And they got millions of dollars sitting over here at the government trying to get to y'all. We ain't got to be out here fishing at the same time. Listen. $50 clients. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hustle for the $50 client. Y'all, y'all can have all of them. I saw somebody the other day. I, I don't know who it was. Somebody, you ain't gonna outwork me. I said that ain't my goal. I, I listen, I listen. That I used to say that. I'm so glad I don't say that no more. That was ghetto of me. Yeah, that was way back in the day. Oh, girl, girl, listen. Two years ago, I used to be saying, if you ain't trying to outwork me, you can ask them. Whoever on here who started with me, who started with me back then, they know I used to be saying, um, if you ain't trying to outwork me, you on the wrong team. Not saying that no more. Out. I stopped saying that last year. Not saying that. Not about to be laid out and now nah, I'm in here talking about girl. I don't work on Mondays. That's my day. That's my me day. Monday okay. is for me. Yeah, Sunday is family day, right? Like Monica said that. Sunday is family day. Mondays is for right. me. Get these kids right. out of here. Yeah. Get this man out here. Go train. Who you going to train with? Who you going fishing with? Monday is me day. <laughs> I will see y'all Tuesday. And guess what? Yeah. This this is what you're going to get. On a Monday, you're going to get a little juice or whatever. That's it. You're going to get some money Mondays. I'm on the radio Monday morning. That's the most work I do mm-hmm. on a Monday. Catch me on the radio right. with Don P. It. And that's it. Right, that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> Look at Chanel. Yo, you know, Chanel you know, said it did. She took that vacation. Certification and get over here where the real money is. Yeah. Talking, and not just get them, keep up with them. Y'all got to keep up with the right. certifications. Not just get them. Once y'all get them every year and you got to renew, renew them. So it don't yeah. take nothing but five minutes to renew and get your certificate and print it out. Mm-hmm. Renew them. Keep, keep them. Cause they got so many. Girl, they got so many contracts out there right now. It's just, yeah, y'all got to get to the table. But you got to get to the table. The only way you're going to get to the table is if you're certified. Yeah, stop fighting with JoJo and all of them <laughs> trying to get $50 clients. <laughs> when the government trying to pay us millions and hundreds of thousands. Yeah, we need to get to the table. Whatever they're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all I wanted to say, y'all. You know, you're going to get the rest of taxes in Saloon. If you ain't there, you ain't going to get it. Okay? Hmm. If, you ain't, if you can't reach us in Saloon, then... It, it ain't gonna yeah. get no smaller. I don't know. It ain't, this ain't your season. What, they, what, the what the meme say? What the meme? I think the the, la, the latest meme say, uh, I ain't changing my prices. Y'all gonna have to get some more money. Okay. <laughs> get your hustle on like we used to do. I don't care if you gotta play some cake, some plates, whatever it is. Rick just told y'all you get $500 from some fish plates. Play them plates and get the saloon. All right, y'all? We don't want you to hustle forever. 
That's it. <laughs> That's it, y'all. Meet the millionaires in Mexico, Texas and Tulum.com, of course. 